Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Rebecca Knowles. She is the Director of Development for Academy Prep Center of Lakeland. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for having me, Julie. So I introduced Rebecca before I started talking about all the downtown events because I know that Rebecca goes to all of the downtown events. All of them. Because I see her at all (laughs) of the downtown events. So I wanted to make sure as I talked about them that she could, you know, give me her, you know, brutal feedback as <laughs> as needed. And I will say that um, I'm going to give you some props for some feedback in just a second about, about one of our events, which is First Friday. So First Friday is this Friday, and it happens to be our Foodie Fest theme. We have once a year where we have, uh, we invite um, additional, uh, you know, ready to eat hot food vendors for dinner. And we have sweets. Um, we have all kinds of, of food vendors as part of First Friday, which we don't normally have. At least we haven't for the many, many, many years um, that we've done First Friday. And the reasoning behind that was we wanted people to eat in the restaurants because that's, you know, we're support our whole goal. Well, part, our main part of our goal is to support the businesses in downtown and draw a crowd to them. And sometimes to do that, you got to have, you know, fun things to do in the street, yep. right? Yep. So, but you stopped me at a first Friday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you said, we need more food vendors because a lot of people just want to grab and go and they don't want to, you know, sit down at a restaurant or they don't want to wait sometimes the length of time it takes. They literally want to grab something from a street vendor and be, you know, have food in their hands in five minutes. That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I took that to heart. I was like, you know, yes, I have to balance the don't want to saturate any event with so many food vendors that keep people from coming into the restaurants and then hurting mm-hmm. my restaurants because now I'm, I'm, I'm keeping their regular customers, if you will, from being able to come down because I filled the streets and taken away parking. Ah, you know, evil. how could you? I know. And then, so it was this delicate balance, but you really sort of put it in perspective when as a customer, you said like, Hey, I'm here with my kids. You know, sometimes we've got, you know, if you're here with an animal or you have strollers or things like that, you're right, like, right. Uh, you, you just you just want to go. You just want to stop on the sidewalk, grab something and go. Yep. And the restaurants are pretty full. And so I think they, they you know, they are definitely and they are welcome to spill out into the street and serve food. and the parklets and the parklets. That's right. So they, they <laughs> like Palace now has a table and a tent and serves mm-hmm. during first Friday, most first Fridays mm-hmm. in the street to over yeah. for his over capacity of the restaurant. So all of my restaurants are invited to do that. Some of them still have some staffing issues and, and struggle with that a little bit, but they're all invited to extend their uh, guest services, if you will, into the street and capitalize on the people in the street and serve um, serve from the street as well. So, but thank you for that feedback. Well, I'm always open to feedback. Thank you, Julie. And you're always open to giving <laughs> feedback. I sure am. <laughs> so Foodie Fest um, is a little different. It's like I said, it's the once a year where we have tons of food. Um, we have actually started uh, having more food in on a regular mm-hmm. every first Friday basis. So on Pine Street, uh, we've now started instead of just having Pine Street closed just to to p- protect the pedestrians that are walking up and down Kentucky, we're actually putting um, food trucks yeah. and food trailers on Pine Street to sort of satisfy that need for 
you know, everybody's down here and mm-hmm. they're hungry and we want them to stay. We want them to stay, you know, for the full event and really enjoy themselves. So we're going to call it the Rebecca Row. How about oh, that? Oh, I love that. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Julie, I didn't know that I was going to get such an honor today. <laughs> so that's Foodie Fest this Friday, uh, first Friday Foodie Fest. Of course, we have the Farmer's Curb Market, which mm-hmm. I know you attend as lo- many times I as well. I will be there. Probably this weekend, too. Excellent. So 8 to 2 every Saturday is the farmer's market, but for August. So it's a little too hot. And here's an event that went away for a few years from downtown, but is now back, which is next Saturday, March 11th, Spring Obsession. Yes, I heard about that at Rotary this this morning, afternoon, whenever that was. (laughs) Midday. It was was both morning. It straddled noon. It was noon. Yeah. So Spring Obsession is um, a project of the Lakeland Rotary Club. We uh, assumed that title. uh, We assumed this event, I think, back in 2017 when the the group of gals who started this all decided that, you know, they're ready to retire and move on to other things. And so the Rotary Club sort of adopted this event, this uh, not for profit because it is a 501c3. And we're, we had we had it at Munn Park and then COVID hit and then we moved it to Lake Crago and did it there a couple of years. But now it's back in Munn Park and we're going and this is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Spring Obsession. 20 years we've wow. had this event uh, in our city. So we're looking forward that? to that. It's Saturday, March 11th, okay. a week from this Saturday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., all kinds so, of plant vendors. So I have to tell you, we were talking about this at the table I was sitting at at Rotary. Mm-hmm. And it was pointed out that that is the first weekend of spring break for most of the schools in the area. So all the parents can go out and buy all of the things that they need planted. And then their children who are home all week and bored can plant them. So yes, they can make it. Yeah, it is, it is a great time. It's a staycation. It is a great time to have spring obsession. That's right. That's right. And we don't all have beach houses to go to. So some of us are going to be in town. At least at least part of the time we'll at be in town. At least part of the time. Yeah. All right. So that's it for my commercial. Oh, one more thing. I did forget. Um, we did reschedule our festive flicks, which was supposed to happen on February. February 10th, uh, because it was a little too windy, we rescheduled that for March 10th. So that's happening Friday, March 10th, then Friday, March 11th, the spring obsession. But I can talk about that next week, too. So I know we're running out of time in our first segment, and I want to get to you, Rebecca, because it's all about you. It usually is. (laughs) So you are, as I said, Director of Development for Academy Prep Center of Lakeland. And I want to say that I should know a lot more about this than I do, but I don't really know that much about it. So if you're going to give an elevator speech before we have to go to break, what's your elevator speech for Academy Prep? So Academy Prep Center of Lakeland is a middle school. We serve a little different than the public schools, um, middle school levels. We are fifth through eighth grade. So instead of traditionally middle school, Mm. sixth through eighth, we're fifth through eighth. Um, And exclusively we work with students from low-income backgrounds. So that is the number one requirement to Mm -hmm. attend Academy Prep is that you have to qualify for need-based scholarships. So um, uh, we we do a lot of different things to help our students who often our students come to us, maybe they've struggled Mm -hmm. in the schools that they've attended in the past. They haven't had a lot of maybe parental involvement because their parents are usually working a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we provide an extended school day, an extended school week, and an extended school year to help really elevate um, their time and quality of the education that they're able to receive so that when they leave us after eighth grade, they are fully prepared. Mm-hmm. They're caught up to grade level, if not ahead of grade right. level, and they're able to go and really prepare for 
high school, mm-hmm. which we work with them through, <laughs> and college. So, um, so that's kind of in a, a quick as I can nutshell. Right. What, what what we do um, is to really help those students. Um, I mean, when you break it down to the the nitty gritty, what we're trying mm-hmm. to do is we're we're breaking the cycle of generational poverty through education. Right. So we're we're really investing a lot of time and services to these students who really need it and don't necessarily have access to a lot of opportunities. And we help them, you know, be able to explore all the possibilities open to them so that when they leave us, they are fully prepared to become, as our mission says, future community leaders. Right. We want our students you know, we don't want where they come from and their backgrounds to, to hinder where they can go in the future. We want them to be able to be sitting at the table at Rotary mm-hmm. and Kiwanis. I'm a Kiwanian. I know I'm talking about Rotary <laughs> a lot. But at Rotary, your, your Kiwanian is going to be so mad My at you. Kiwanis club is going to be very mad at me. But, you know, we, we got to support guest. everybody. Right. I was a guest at Kiwanis. So uh, at Rotary, yeah. <laughs> I'm the president of Kiwanis, but um, but yeah, we we wanted to we wanted we want our our students to come back to Lakeland and be able to be at the table with mm-hmm. us, and and you know be future community leaders. That's right. the ultimate goal, right? All right. Well, I think it's got a really interesting origin story. And then I love, I want a deeper dive into this longer day, longer oh, week, yeah. longer year, because I think that's a really interesting concept. So stick with us. We'll be right back with Rebecca. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me is Rebecca Knowles. And she is the Director of Development for Academy Prep Center of Lakeland. And we were we mostly talked about events at the last segment. So if you're just joining us, you really didn't miss too much except the elevator speech about what Academy Prep is from Rebecca. But you'll get the deep dive from here on out. So you don't need to worry about necessarily missing that. You can still enjoy the rest of the show. I have so much more to say. You have a lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs> to say so academy prep um is is it's functionally different than public schools and really even other private schools because of the community that it serves and basically its mission and how it sort of stays with students beyond but before we get into all of that tell us how i guess the origin story what is the origin story okay. in <laughs> sure i gotcha okay so we um we are actually based on we, we are part of a sister network Mm -hmm. of schools we have um the first academy prep opened in saint petersburg in 1997 and the second academy prep opened in tampa in 2003 so we are actually celebrating this year the 20th anniversary of academy prep center of tampa and the 25th anniversary of academy prep center of saint petersburg nice so um, we opened just recently in mm-hmm. 19, uh, 19, in 19, <laughs> it was 2019. We okay. opened in 2019. Um, and really how it came about is we had some very involved community members here in Lakeland who found out about the Tampa and St. Petersburg campuses. Mm-hmm. They were looking for kind of a school that could do what we do. Right. And they learned about the Tampa campus. They went to some events, started learning about kind of what they do and, and then started having some really deep conversations about the possibility of bringing this opportunity to the community here in mm-hmm. Lakeland. And so um, those conversations probably started in like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
uh, we, we kind of started the, the process. Right. And so we are located on uh, Lakeland Hills Boulevard and Memorial um, Memorial Boulevard, right? Boulevard, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. ninety-two. Yep. And um, and so we are actually in the um, the what was originally the John Cox School that was mm-hmm. built in the nineteen twenties, and then um, it became Lakeland Volunteers of Medicine, and then we um, kind of came in and and LVIM was looking to move to to build a new facility mm-hmm. and become more modernized. It was really hard to retrofit right. yes. this modern medical equipment into this nineteen twenties building. And we were looking for a school building, and here was one that was perfect for right. us. So, um, so it just worked out beautifully that we were able to kind of do this whole like swap where we mm-hmm. bought the building, and then they were able to stay in it while they built their new building on Lake Wire. Right. And then once they moved, uh, they were they were actually only closed for one day to move their facility, wow. which is pr- is really that amazing, is you know, that we were yeah. able to all work together, you know, in community to make that happen. And so once they moved. Then we were able to renovate. We were able to build our new building. We have a building that houses our gym mm-hmm. and our a little lanai and a food service kitchen and mm-hmm. some apartments for our AmeriCorps volunteer staff. And um, and so we were able to, to do that and renovate to where we were able to open in 2019. When we first opened, we only opened with fifth and sixth grade. We actually all the time, which I know we can talk about later, but we all we we only accept students who are going into fifth and sixth grades. Okay. So because um, so, you want that longevity, right, right? They need some time with us to really get the full benefit of the right. program. I mean, right. if you if you are only there for eighth grade, and for then eighth you're grade, off, yeah. you know, did you really get that much much of a benefit? I mean, you do get a benefit still, but you know, having that three to four years with mm-hmm. us really makes a difference in in the lives of these these children right and if so, you, and if you're if you need that for data purposes i mean you need to you know if you if, if it's all willy-nilly with however long somebody's been right there, you don't have that solid data to say they've been with us this many years and these right the outcomes are much better you know? right exactly so when we opened we opened with fifth and sixth grade we actually partnered with the dream center for mm-hmm. our first um, summer session which i know we talked about the extended school year right. that's our summer session um, so we had our first summer session at the Dream Center because our building wasn't ready yet. And then our first few weeks of school were in our gym because the <laughs> renovation hadn't finished in the in the main John Cox mm-hmm. building. So we started in the gym. And um, and then we've kind of gone from there. I mean, we've had some challenges the first couple of years because obviously we opened in 2019. Right. So we all know what happened. within our first year, <laughs> we were doing virtual learning, which right. is not the model at all. Right. Um, we were very fortunate because we are we are a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're a private school, we have a little bit of flexibility to make some decisions for ourselves. So um, we were able to come back as soon as the governor lifted the mandate mm-hmm. of being closed. Mm-hmm. We were able to go right back to school. So we actually opened opened in person for our summer session in June of 2020 okay. um, with obviously precautions and sure. all the things. But um, but we were able to be back in person, which is really important for the population we serve because often they don't have that support system at home mm-hmm. that can really help them be successful in the online learning environment. That yeah. online learning, I mean... <laughs> I was not successful. I can tell you <laughs> in helping support my children in the online yes, learning, my, was, and they were seniors. My my child, <laughs> my children were I think third and well, no, I guess COVID year they were second and fourth grade. Yeah, and it was it was a challenge. I mean, when you have a second grader who who cannot type, mm-hmm. having to suddenly type all her answers to right. things was really fun and so um, well, you're at home trying to work. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So that's you know. 
when you think about the population we're serving, and a lot of them were, a lot of our parents are essential workers. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're in fields at the hospital or, right. you know, food service right. or this and that where they have to be working. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was definitely a challenge. Um, but thankfully, we have gotten past that. Mm-hmm. We're kind of in our first, we, we consider this kind of our first regular school year so far. Right. I mean, I know we're only in February, so, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. hopefully this is our first regular all the way through without all these weird things happening right. school year. And, um, and it's, it's pretty exciting um, to be at that place. Um, but yeah. So, so with, but with that being said, you, you're actually, this is sort of your first year graduating some of those original students, right? right. So last, our last school year was, um, so in, in May, last yeah. May, we had our first graduating class of eighth graders. Okay. And so they are our first class out there in mm-hmm. the world. They're in ninth grade now. And um, and that and, was the group of sixth graders. Right. So they had sixth, seventh, mm-hmm. and eighth. Okay. Yes. And so now this year we have our first group of graduates who have been with us all four years. Right. From the so fifth that's grade. really exciting, too, to kind of um, – we had we had an event a couple weeks ago, one of our big fundraising events for the year, Evening of Stars, and um, we actually had one of our students um, who spoke ha- has is one of the ones who's been there since fifth mm-hmm. grade because you know we accept in fifth and sixth, right? So like the other girl who spoke, she joined us in sixth, but um, but one of our students had been there in, in fifth grade, and when we had our first Evening of Stars in sixth grade, he was a student, our student speaker in sixth grade, mm-hmm. so we brought him back so that I could kind of like. I was like, it'd be so fun to hear like how his perspective has changed mm-hmm. since he was a sixth grader right. to now in eighth grade. And so that was really fun to kind of see how they've grown. And I mean, they're they're so tall now. <laughs> and then you look at like pictures of them in, in fifth and sixth grade and they look like little babies yeah. and now they're ready to go out in the world. Yeah. Um, but so you have the um, extended school day. Yes. So, you know, before we go to break, we got a couple more minutes, but kind of start us talking about what that means and what that looks so like. So we are, our students can be in school with us up to 11 hours a day. So our school, we open our gates at seven o'clock in the morning. We have um, breakfast basically from, from seven to seven thirty, uh, And then we start our convocation, which we open with every morning at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. So all of our students are on campus by seven thirty, and then um, they are with us. Um, either we have a five o'clock dismissal and a six o'clock dismissal. Oh, wow. So they can be with us, you know, up to 11 hours a day. Sometimes right now we were talking the other day, some of our students are being with us up to 12 or more hours mm-hmm. right now because we're actually participating in the middle school sports oh. um, with the Polk County Public Schools. Okay. So right now we have a boys soccer going on. Yeah. We had girls volleyball um, in the fall. And mm-hmm. so those students are on those teams. I mean, they're up to school into, until 7 or 7.30 most nights wow. between practicing and games. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of time and that's what they need. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. Like when people say, when you say, "Oh, it's a you're there for twelve hours," it's not. It's not twelve hours of grueling math, science, and literature. So when we come back, <laughs> we'll t- we'll talk about all the 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 um the services that you provide in terms of making them some well-rounded young, you know, future yes. leaders. So we'll stick with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. Thanks for for sticking with us. We're listening. No, we're not listening. I'm listening to Rebecca Knowles 
talk about the <laughs> Academy Prep Center of Lakeland. She is the director of development. You'll have to tell us what that is, too, just, you know, for those of us who are not in that world, what exactly that means. Um, but we were talking before the break about, uh, you know, how the school, um, you know, what the origin story of the school is and and kind of the 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 uh, graduation, moving the kids from now, they're leaving in eighth grade. But you mentioned in the break about graduate support services. So what does that mean? Because obviously they're not graduating high school. They're not finished with their education. Right. They're just leaving you. They're graduating from us. Right. And um, and so that is probably, I mean, obviously, we do a great job with this rigorous middle school program, the extended time, all those things that we've talked about. But our graduate support services is one of the things that really sets us apart because we provide services to our graduates, you know, when they leave us in eighth grade, and actually right. we start with them in seventh and eighth to prepare them for this transition. Right. But um, when they leave us in eighth grade, we work for them with them for an additional eight years after they leave us. So we work with them for the entire four years of high school and college, mm-hmm. so that we can make sure that they have the support that they need to make it all the way through that educational pipeline. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, when we talk about our students leaving us and going on to high schools, our students, we, we really work hard with our families to our graduate support mm-hmm. services staff yeah. works hard with our families while the students are in seventh and eighth grade to help them find the high schools that are going to be really good fits. Mm-hmm. So um, our students, you know, obviously we have one year of, gra- of graduates to talk about. When right. we talk about Tampa and St. Petersburg, you know, they have a lot of many, data many. that they can go back on. They actually have um, our other campuses have a 99% high school graduation rate. Okay. Um, so, you know, that extra support to help, you know, when, when you have a, a, a situation arise, as often does with when you're talking about the population that we're working with, that could maybe knock them off of track for graduation, mm-hmm. having that support staff there who can really kind of step in and, and act as an advocate um, with the schools, that's really vitally important. So we have students here from our our last graduating class. Um, we have a number of students at Santa Fe okay. Catholic School. We have um, students at, at, I will say, every student of ours who tested in, in for the IB program mm-hmm. um, in Bartow last year was accepted. Great. They, they didn't all attend because some right. of them went to other places. Right. Um, same for Harrison. Every mm-hmm. student of ours who applied and auditioned at Harrison was accepted to Harrison. Wow. So, um, so we have a couple students at IB mm-hmm. and a couple, you know, I think mm-hmm. one or two at Harrison now. And then... Um, and then we also have a couple students who went. We have we have a few students at, at CFAA, the Central Florida Aerospace mm-hmm. Academy, um, who are doing great things out there with the, with with the drones and the airplanes. <laughs> and um, and then we actually have two students who went to boarding schools. So we have two one student at Woodbury Forest up in Virginia, and then oh, wow. another at Chatham Hall in Virginia. Interesting. So we do a lot to support them and kind of help them. You know, those students are attending these schools, including Santa Fe. They're they're attending on on scholarships. Mm-hmm. So those schools understand the the importance and and the, the quality of student that they're getting when they when they accept a student from Academy Prep. So they're able to um, to really be successful there once they get there. Right. So our our graduate support services kind of start with those decisions and helping them with the financial aid and the scholarships and 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 deciding where to go and then our staff continue visiting them in in their schools so we'll we'll go out and you know make visits and you know have lunch with the students mm-hmm. check in with their guidance counselors see how their grades are doing 
and be there as they get older, which we don't have these students yet, but as they get older, we'll start we'll start doing things like taking them on college visits and then, of course, helping them with the entire um, college application process. Yes. So in our Tampa and St. Petersburg campuses, we actually have about an 84% college um attendance rate right, right. <laughs> they, they when they leave us they go to when they leave high school they go to college um, and then about seven percent additional um, on top of that who go directly into the military mm. so when you think about the communities that we're serving a lot of these communities have high school graduation rates even you know that are that are borderline 50 percent if, right. if that right and so to have a 99 percent graduation rate from high school and then have 80 you know, 80, mid eighty yeah. percent going on to college. Really, you can see how that changes the demographics mm-hmm. for the community and changes the the financial outcome in the long run right. for those families. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> so, going back to sort of the day where we're like, oh, you're, these kids are going to school for twelve hours. It's not you know a grind of twelve hours of you know reading, writing, and arithmetic. Tell us kind of right. what, the reg- what an average day is So a is typical day, like I was saying, um, you know, we have convocation at 7.30 where we, that's kind of a morning meeting. Those mm-hmm. are led by our um, our head of school, Lincoln Tamayo, our assistant head of school, our counselor, and anyone on the faculty can sign up to to, to run a convocation. Mm-hmm. They give, basically give an inspiring, empowering message to the students. We have two student ambassadors who stand up on the stage with the student, with, with the with the facilitator, mm-hmm. and are asked an extemporaneous speaking question in front of all of their peers. Wow! Um, you know, we're we're developing leaders, That's and one right. part of leadership is being asked, "Hey, can you come talk about this right now?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> huh? I don't know who that happened to recently, but um, but you know, being able to talk in front of people is really important. Right. So we we want our students to have those experiences, and the more you do it, the more comfortable you get at it. Yes. And then. Um, so from there, they go on to their their classes, and th- we do start the day with our academic classes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people think, well, how do you, you know, you're there, you know, they're not as worried about the students, but they're mm-hmm. thinking, how do your teachers work <laughs> 12, 11, 12-hour right. 12 days? That's a good point, and too, yes. Th- yeah, uh, so what we actually do is our, our staffing model has kind of shifts. Mm. So our academic faculty are there f- at the beginning of the morning mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock, and they are there until about 3.30. So during that time is when we'll have our academic classes. At about, let's say, 10-ish, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what we call our centers of excellence teachers mm. come in. Our centers of excellence are programs that are integrated into our regular school day, mm-hmm. um, but are kind of outside of the academic realm. So art, music, uh, we have Spanish is a new one. Mm. Athletics, mm-hmm. and then like our darling, one, one of our darling um, centers of excellence is chess. So all nice. of our students yeah. take those five centers of excellence regularly throughout the week. They don't mm-hmm. take it at quite every day because of scheduling. Right. But you know, throughout the week, they're going to have each of those classes about three times. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So everybody's taking chess. Everybody takes wow. chess and chess. You know, chess, they travel to mm-hmm. competitions yeah. all over the country. Yeah. We actually just got back. They, they just got back from D.C. in December. They went a couple weeks ago up to the Jacksonville 
uh, Jacksonville City Championships. Oh, they, wow. They were, I don't know, traveling, like mm-hmm. going to go take yeah. Jacksonville by storm. They got second place in the Jacksonville City Championships. Nice. And actually one of our students, Malachi, an eighth grader, he won the won the tournament overall. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so we, uh, so, so chess is a big deal. Our, our chess coach, um, Steve Abrams is, is fabulous. He does a lot of, um, of coaching yeah. in the, in the area. So we're very fortunate to have him. And, and so, so those, those classes are integrated throughout the school day. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the at about three thirty they have snack, and then um, and and after three thirty we have what we call our enrichment period. So that is any number of different classes, um, everything from gardening mm-hmm. to we actually have a ropes course on our campus mm-hmm. in the little oak tree that you nice. see there when you drive yeah. by between the two buildings. That's a ropes course. So we have a we call it a challenge by choice kind of mm-hmm. ropes course communication. We have bucket drumming. We have um, cooking. And then, of course, all of our centers of excellence have specialty classes. So our varsity chess team practices mm-hmm. um, twice a week. Our our art teacher does like a textiles class where the students learn how to kind of sew and mm-hmm. make different textile things. Uh, our music has an advanced choir. So we have all those. We have yoga. Mm. We have um, we actually have uh, a woman who comes in from the community who does um, who does bridge. So she's teaching our students bridge, not not bridges like over water, but no, bridge like the card game. The card game yeah. And uh, and so so, you know, and we're always looking for community partners. So yeah. if there's someone who has an idea, You're let us to, know. Yeah. We, we would entertain that. That's really cool. So and uh, just the general gist from the student population, they love all this? They do. And, you know, it really is important to provide them these opportunities to help make them really well-rounded. Rounded, yeah. It's providing them things that their more affluent peers would have in the afternoon and evening right. that they might not have the opportunity to have. You know, I mean, piano lessons are expensive. Yes. Dance yeah. is expensive. Right. And so, you know, when you're on a very limited income, you can't afford to necessarily provide those things. So right. we're able to provide them in the context of the school day, which – you know, yeah. really is a is a is a game changer yeah. for many of these families. Excellent. All right, we'll stick with us. We have one more segment with Rebecca. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me is Rebecca Knowles, the Development Director of Academy Prep Center of Lakeland. Yes. And we were talking before the break of sort of uh, a typical day and all of the sort of um, additional enrichment opportunities that Mm -hmm. the students are given on any given day. So you say 12-hour day, but it's not the grueling grind of just academia-type work. It's, you know, piano and sports and chess, as you said, and Mm -hmm. all of these wonderful things that they're given this opportunity to participate in. But it's more than just the extended day. You have also sort of extended weeks and even another, like a summer session, right? Correct. So our extended week is that we have uh, mandatory Saturday field trips. So I know sometimes that that kind of scares people <laughs> a little bit. What every Saturday? It, we have a field trip going almost every Saturday. Uh, typically, each grade level goes on a field trip once a month. Okay. So our fifth grade, um, they partner. We actually partner with the Sierra Club on outdoors. Mm-hmm things, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor skills. They've gone kayaking this year. They've gone out to the Manatee Center. They've done mm. a number of different things um, related to nature. And then they will culminate in April with a camping trip. Mm-hmm. Our sixth grade really focuses on kind of like 
STEM um, activities. They've done a number of different trips to different museums and, and whatnot that have mm-hmm. STEM backgrounds. And then our seventh grade focuses kind of on um, cultural activities and events. I, th- I believe that they're, I, yeah, this weekend. This weekend they are going to like the Polk Museum of Art mm-hmm. and, um, and, and kind of Florida Southern and, and Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of getting those cultural experiences. And then our eighth grade focuses on community service. So mm-hmm. last weekend our eighth graders were serving at Talbot House a- uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So every weekend there's a different field trip for a different grade level and we kind of space them out like that. Then we get into, and those are mandatory. Mm-hmm. And I will say there's some other things that we have going on on weekends too, like especially with chess. We mm-hmm. actually host a Grand Prix uh, chess tournament, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the watermelon series for mm-hmm. running, but for chess, <laughs> okay. um, where, where it kind of accumulates over time. But that is open to students throughout the county and, and really the anywhere they could mm-hmm. come from anywhere so we have students from all over come to those on on different saturdays and uh, i think we had that going on last saturday as well so um so you know it, they might not be on a field trip that weekend but they mm-hmm. might be up on campus at a chess tournament so right. our students are pretty active on the weekends and then um in the summer we, you know we have graduation at the end of may and our eighth graders will graduate and go mm-hmm. off and and then we actually we actually start our next school year in june so mm. our summer session which is the month of june marks the beginning of the next school year so all of our new students who join us for next school year will uh, will join us in June, and and we'll kind of get started. Our seventh graders will become eighth graders, and right. they get to wear the white shirts instead of the green shirts, and all that <laughs> stuff. So, um, so that that kind of happens in the summer, and th- that summer session is academic in nature. So they go through a kind mm-hmm. of a regular school day. It's a little shorter of a day. Um, just to not not have burnout and whatnot. Right. Um, and then we have some great partnerships. So last year, and I know we have plans, we, we've started the planning for this year. We, we've partnered nicely with uh, Florida, Florida Polytechnic to mm-hmm. bring in some STEM activities. And we also have a great partnership with the Rays. Um, they've mm. come o- they come over for one week of that session with our seventh graders and do a um, sports, a, a, a science and sports kind of program where they mm. talk about, you know, all kind you, you never think about all the science that goes into baseball. Right. But course. there's a lot of it. And angles and statistics. Yeah. And even the weather. I mean, right. all that stuff yeah. matters. So, yeah. um, so, so we, we have a, a, a thing that they put together actually that they come out and do for us. And then they, they invite our kids to a game Aww. at the end of yeah. the summer, at the end of the session, they'll get to go and have a career day with the Rays. So they've been a wonderful partner and it's very, very exciting to have them. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, you know, we, we, we're like, this is great. And it is great. I would like to see, you know, this be the norm. This should be, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, but this is not the norm because this is not an inexpensive venture, right? Right. I mean, you're a private school. We are a private school. And, um, and I will say, so on average, and we don't include our graduates in this number. Mm-hmm. So like a graduate support program is kind of rolled in, um, to our students, our fifth through eighth grade students, but um, but on average, it's about twenty thousand dollars per student. Mm-hmm. Um, for so the, for the whole for everything for, everything. for, for our annual budget, when okay. you break it out, our here's our budget, and here's you know we have a, approximately one hundred and ten students this year. We we anticipate it in the next few years getting up to about one twenty five, one thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's roughly twenty thousand dollars per student per year per student per, or per year per year per student. Okay. Yep. And so, um, so, you know, 
our students pay no tuition is right. the, you know that's not that's the model that's right? the model we right. don't obviously they're low income they couldn't afford to pay twenty thousand dollars right. a year um and so what we do is they bring with them they qualify for the the need-based scholarship from the state of mm-hmm. florida so they bring that it's commonly referred to as step up so they bring mm-hmm. that scholarship with them which is typically i think this year it's around seven or eight thousand it's okay it's usually around it changes every year we were actually right, just right. budgeting today and we're like well we don't know what it is next year yet but we're gonna go off of this year and right. hope we're close yeah. um so that offsets right the other so that's, cost, the other money that you have to raise right for that. so okay. so then so that seven thousand comes with them the rest of it we raise from mm-hmm. you know the community and right. individuals and corporations and right. foundations and donor advised funds and right. all the different places that money can come from. Right. And that's what I do when you're asking what a development <laughs> exactly. director does. Back to you, Rebecca. It's all about, it's all about you. me. So the development <laughs> development is fundraising right. and developing those partnerships and, right. and all the things it takes. So like, you know, when we were talking earlier about the um the enrichments, you know, mm-hmm. we have a budget for enrichments. Right. But um but you know w- in an ideal world, we're having partners who want to come out and do things with us and maybe, you know, either for a reduced rate or they want to even donate their services. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have people who come out and tutor our students, just kind of mentor mentorship mm-hmm. kind of tutoring um, once a week. Mm-hmm. Members of the community who just, you know, want to come out and, and have a student that they work with each year. Um, each week for the mm-hmm. year. Um, we have lots of different people who want to give their time or their services. We have partnerships with organizations like Truist, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, they they financially support us through a grant, but then they also come out with their um, with their associates and they have done financial literacy classes with our seventh and eighth graders. So, yes. you know, that kind of stuff is all really important. And, um, and, and we love having our community members come out and get involved. So... Right. Well, and so that's that's kind of, the, you know, the end of the show approaching and I'll be the Debbie Downer that, you know, this is really what we wish for every student. Yes. Regardless of really socioeconomic status, because I would have loved to have all of these things for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I certainly didn't need the financial support, but it would also be good to have all, all of the kids mixed together and mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone that... Um, from different backgrounds and different socioeconomic statuses and different, you know, languages as their home language, mm-hmm. all of those things. If we could just ever get to that nirvana in our community, mm-hmm. in our world, maybe of, you know, this kids, I think we we don't need summer anymore, in my opinion. Like that was when we all farmed. Like, what are we doing in, you know, in the world? Well, and, and this is national. Okay, 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 Julie. <laughs> okay, hold on there. <laughs> Hold on. So I know I digress. I digress. Uh, but I want to say I I love the concept. I'm I'm happy that um you know that Academy Prep is here. I think it's going to we're going to watch it and make sure mm-hmm. that it continues to do great things. And I think when you do have enough years under your belt, you're going to be able to have that good data to show like your what is it? It's St. Pete and your Tampa campuses. Yeah, yeah we expect similar results here. And yeah. I mean, so far it looks like they're coming right. that way. I mean. Right. Um, as far as how it's been going, but um, I would invite if you, mm-hmm. Julie, because I know you haven't been to campus I haven't yet. Been there yet. So, um, so if you or anyone else wants to come out and have a tour, I would mm-hmm. be happy to give you a tour. You can just um, call our main number, which is eight six three nine four zero. 
8900. You can find us on the on the web, of course, mm-hmm. at lakelandautacademyprep.org. And, um, and yeah, we'd love to have people come out. I mean, being new to mm-hmm. the area, we're trying to get the word out. Yeah. So well, come thank out and see you. us. Thank you for being on the show today. We learned a lot. I learned a lot. I hope everyone else learned a lot. And uh, so we'll see you next Tuesday, I guess. Stick around. Thanks. Thanks.